0: What's going on, guys? You are listening to the Lens Culture Photography Podcast, hosted by myself, Jonathan Pajak. And I just want to let you guys know the purpose of this podcast is to help all of you guys, photographers, videographers in this awesome industry grow your business. That is the main purpose here. If you want to access anything I reference in this episode, be sure to head down to the show notes of the episode for additional information. Enough talking. Let's get right into it hi uh, Guys, this is Jonathan with the Lens Culture Photography Podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. Um, I have a good friend of mine, a friender, you could say. Um, her name is Riley, she's with Elegant Affairs by Design. I've had a bazillion episodes, guys, where I talk about like stuff for planning weddings, but I feel like it's a little bit outside of my realm. So I kind of wanted to have Riley on to talk about it. We've worked with each other in the past. She's actually doing my sister's wedding as well, so I'm like really excited about it. Um, but I wanted to have her on to kind of answer some questions that I sent over to her, maybe talk about other random things and kind of go from there. But this is Riley, guys. So I'm going to have her introduce herself a little bit and you guys can get to know about her, her story, kind of how she started her business and stuff like that. So Riley, go right ahead.
1: (laughs) All right. Hey, guys, how's everyone doing today? Um, Thanks, Jonathan, for the introduction. So yeah, um, my name is Riley. I own Elegant Affairs by Design. We are a full service wedding planning and design studio based in St. Petersburg, Florida. We do service all over Tampa Bay, Bradenton, Sarasota, East Coast of Florida. Really wherever you want to take us, we'll go. Um, So starting my business, I really had no idea what I wanted to do with my life.
0: (laughs) <laughs> me too. <laughs> Between the
1: ages of 18 and 25, I changed careers more often than I changed clothes. To be honest, yeah. um, the one thing I did know is that I did not want the eight to five office culture. Mm-hmm. That's just definitely not yeah. for me.
0: Did you ever have like an eight to five in, in the beginning?
1: I did. I actually worked. Um, I worked at two law firms. I oh, worked at a tax and accounting firm in the HR department. So I've definitely oh, lived had my
0: it, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I could tell right after my first eight to five, I was like, "Oh man, the idea of only having like two weeks' vacation and stuff like that like it like destroyed me inside
1: yeah, it's, it's sure. definitely not for me, just yeah. sitting behind a desk all day, staring at the screen was
0: mm-hmm. there like a specific day you had that realization you were like, this is not for me, like
1: um, it was actually this year. I think end of December, I was just like, I need to either go full-time wedding planner or Mm -hmm. figure out a different career path. So what um, were the
0: steps for you to like start? Like, did you like, um, did you have like a mentor or anything that like helped you out or?
1: Yeah. So I actually started out in the wedding industry as an assistant to another planner in Tampa Bay. Um I assisted her for about 2 years before I decided to start planning on my own. And at that point I knew how to make an event a success. I kind of knew how weddings worked. Mm-hmm. And um I thought I was pretty good at thinking on my toes. Yeah. So I created a name, a logo and launched my own company in January of 2018.
0: That's so cool cuz like I feel like I feel like I missed that kind of window of like assisting somebody because i don't know like did you know this person already because for me it was like i reached out to so many photographers like that i obviously didn't know anybody and it's like who's this random dude reaching out to you but like i really only had an opportunity to assist like two weddings that i had to like one of them i even paid for i think i paid like 50 bucks to, like help this person out and then it was like after that i was like okay i'm not gonna keep paying somebody to like work that just doesn't make any sense but so you did you know this person did you like on a friend basis or like
1: I actually met her through um, a mutual friend that worked at the law firm I was at. So
0: oh, nice. Awesome.
1: I, I told her, you know, we were talking one day over lunch, and she was like, what do you really want to do with your life? And I yeah. said, uh, not this. Um, yeah. <laughs> so if you know of any opportunities, feel free to pass them my way. She connected me to the planner, and that's kind of how I got started.
0: That's awesome. So, that's
1: awesome. Yeah, it's really yeah. all about who you know in the industry.
0: Oh, Yeah. And honestly, like, like I think that the assisting part is, is so crucial because it takes some of the stress off of you. Like, I know, like, when I second shoot for, for people, like, since I'm not the lead photographer and, like, I don't have to go to that wedding, like, so stressed out to make sure I get everything that I need to deliver. I can just take all the images that I am as a second. It definitely takes the stress off. I wonder, is it, like, a little the same feeling assisting or is it kind of like, they, you know, the same stress levels?
1: Um it's a little less than being the lead planner. I will say that because now it basically falls on me, you know, whatever problems arise, that's, it falls back on me. But as an assistant, it was more so less, Hey, help setting up the extra decor or or go check on the bride and groom, see how they're doing. So um, definitely less stressful than being, you know, the head of the business or the lead planner.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And i could see like i don't know like i guess this brings me into like our second question like mm-hmm. i i I, my like inquiry form like i have a section where it says like describe like describe your perfect wedding or something like that and in the few sentences they like describe it sometimes as a as a guy and b as like i'm not a wedding planner i'm like i don't even understand like <laughs> like how do you guys envision these like every couple has like a different wedding and honestly like no wedding for me has been the same yet but like obviously sometimes if you do the same venue like sometimes they use the same florist and stuff like that um but like i do not sometimes when these brides like describe these weddings i don't know how to envision it you find yourself like having to, like have long conversations to, like make sure like you guys are on the same page of like what they want like to get the same perspective
1: um so really you know the first step in planning a wedding, I will say is number one, set a budget Mm. number two, find your style. So before making a single decision on venues or your guest count, make sure you both agree on what you envision your day to look like. Mm. Um, Ask yourself, ask yourself questions like, do you want a large wedding? Do you want an outdoor wedding? Um, do you want a springtime beach wedding? Uh, You know, all of these questions are super important to ensure you are on the same page at the beginning of planning. Mm -hmm. Um, So most couples I meet with already at least have a color scheme in mind. Okay. And in the new age of social media and Pinterest boards, Yeah. have definitely taken a life of their own. Yeah. So at our initial meeting, I asked my couples to bring... Mm -hmm. Some type of mood board Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, your Pinterest board that you may already have created. Mm -hmm. So this way I can get a feel for what your wedding vision is right off the bat and can work with you to ensure your overall theme is cohesive from start to finish.
0: Yeah. And, you know, for me, I guess like, like, I feel like do guys ever help at all or is this all bride? Like you exclusively (laughs) work with bride.
1: I will say about 95% of it is bride.
0: <laughs> for I mean, sure, occasional guy that's like, we are not doing Dusty Rose or like something like that.
1: Not no? at all. <laughs> actually, it's it's funny because when I met with your sister, um, Chris, he was he actually answered a lot of questions for me. Oh I was yeah, surprised.
0: He so, has, he's got some some opinions on some stuff. Like yeah. it's kind of funny to hear that because I think like he actually like cares too, and he's got a lot of family coming too to to the wedding. Um, but they've been talking about this, so it's like, I know that they were like somewhat on like a same page, hopefully, um, but I always was curious because like, I would say maybe the same percentage for me, like, nine out of 10 times on, like, on a call for the first time, it's usually just the bride. It's a rarity if it's just the groom. Um, if anything, he'll just be in the background, like playing Call of Duty or something like I have no clue. But <laughs>
1: That's exactly <laughs> that what that it works. is half the time. You know, so when I call the like a- bride... I'm always like, hey, uh, is your groom there? Is he not there?
0: <laughs> yeah. and it's helpful to know too, cause like, you know, sometimes I can relate with them on like a guy level and stuff, so, it, and connect with them that way, but it just varies. But I always wondered, cause like every now and then I get do get on a call with a guy, I'm like, it's nice to be able to talk to the groom for once, cause I never get to talk to the grooms, but. It is,
1: it's all very Already nice.
0: calls, like, um, like usually leading up to the wedding or calls in person meetings are, is usually happening to plan. Cause I know each package is probably, more intensive with that planning and stuff like that, but on average, what would you say?
1: Yeah, so like you said, it really depends on how involved they want their planner to be in the process, Mm -hmm. but we do typically break it down by scheduling the initial consultation, either in person or over the phone, uh, followed by the logistics meeting to kind of kick off the planning process. Um, We also like to schedule a midpoint meeting, which is typically Mm -hmm. six months out, Okay. And then the final logistics meeting, which is one month to two weeks prior to the wedding. So it's okay,
0: so usually like four to five or something, usually that. four
1: to five. And then of course, okay. if they want us to be more involved, we'll also attend vendor meetings with them Okay. or, uh, more so like the design meeting to help them establish their color palette. So okay.
0: that's cool. Yeah. You know, I think that I, sometimes I feel like I hear people, they don't like, they just want to say like this is the color, this is the things I want. And then you do everything. And then it's like some that are like, I just want you to like talk to vendors and do all that stuff. Like personally, like, do you enjoy like stuff where it's like you have more hands-on or kind of like in the middle, or do you like doing just like some of the logistical stuff?
1: I love, being hands-on i have a very type a personality so (laughs) being organized is everything to me um i to be honest i like being in control i'm trying to be better about it
0: (laughs) yeah right (laughs)
1: but i definitely like the more hands-on meeting face-to-face um you know going over any any Color scheme or decor ideas that you have, um, attending those vendor meetings, whether it's your florist or your caterer or your DJ. Um, I definitely like being there throughout the whole process.
0: Yeah. Oh, it probably makes that the day of so much smoother, too. Just having already met people, uh, talk conversations with them, and stuff like that. I could see, you know, when I show to weddings and I know like, you were there. Another coordinator I know is there. Or the photographer that I know is there. Somebody I know. Those people I've already met or worked with them before. Wow, it's so much. It's so much smoother because you know how they work already. It's just way more efficient.
1: It is, and um, you know, simply said, planning a wedding is a lot of work, right? Yeah. So to say that there are numerous details and tasks to tend to is definitely, definitely an understatement. Yeah. um i have been to my fair share of weddings without planners mm-hmm. and let me tell you oh it my can gosh or break the wedding
0: <laughs> it, it, like you know i never like i think there's some things in life like like people are always like oh you need to do this or you need to do that and all things not even just like weddings and like i was like before i started working them i never really knew everything that like went into total like the amount of people that showed up but my first like I mean, my first like five as like a videographer and like five as like, a photographer, like I was like, on the cheaper end and right. a lot of them obviously didn't have coordinators. And then when I had my first you that had like a really good coordinator or like they didn't put like a lot of emphasis on video. So they, they just hired me because I was like on the cheaper end, but their wedding was still really nice. And I showed up and there was like a nice coordinator. I was like, here's your timeline. Here's everything everywhere. And I'm like, what is going on? This is amazing. Is you know? <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: like It was so, it was so like the stress levels were so much lower because I knew that the base on the timeline, I, where I needed to be, everything was going to work smoothly. The bride's not screaming at people to get into place. I could just, for me, like when I get married, I'm definitely going to have a coordinator because I don't want to have to deal with uncle Bob and Sam and all of them. Like, right.
1: Well, it's a good Bob, thing, you know, a good wedding planner over here.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, from like, from your perspective, uh, in regards to like the vendors, Mm-hmm. When when they set the budget, is it tough to, to find um, sometimes that you can meet that budget with the vendors or do you have to like, is it usually like a negotiation process? Like you usually tell them like, hey, here's your options with, you know, like the budget you have. But if you go up like a few hundred dollars, you can have these people like, do you find that difficult with them sometimes or?
1: Short answer is no. I don't find it difficult um, because by working multiple weddings in the same city and surrounding areas, you yeah. don't really get to know these vendors very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, we always try to keep your budget in mind. We try to make vendor recommendations based off of your budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, based off of the vendor's previous work experience, quality yeah. of service, and reliability. Yeah. So. Um, it's really like I said, going back to it's really about who you know in the wedding industry. Yeah, and as yeah. you grow, you'll start to know the vendors in the area.
0: And sometimes, like for me and you, like I've found that like vendors can sometimes like I I think I'm very analytical, so mm-hmm. I look a lot like where did I get most of my clients from? I think last year, like almost like 25% of my bookings came from like other people referring me, like within our industry. So it's like it's not even like you know don't you don't want to be talking to other photographers because they're they're your you know competition i never really looked at it like that like i always felt like one day they're going to be booked for a day anyways so it's like they're going to have to refer that couple to somebody so if you're just a nice person to them and are are, you know friendly they'll help you out and stuff like that but i always wondered as far as you know i only talk to them based on the budget for you know the service i provide but you know how many vendors usually do you speak with what is it like five
1: Typically, yeah, five or six. I mean, you typically have your DJ, your florist, your caterers, um, your bakery, cake vendor, um, you know, if you want to have rentals or uplighting. Yeah, okay. It's really about, it goes back to your budget. How much, you know, how much you have to spend on this wedding? And what are you looking for? Are you looking for more of a classic theme? Are you looking for more of a romantic uplighting theme? So um, I would say about five to six vendors.
0: Yeah, can that be stressful sometimes? Like, do people like not email you back or?
1: It can be, but like I said, I'm Type A, and I will definitely yeah. keep pounding you down. Yeah, right. <laughs> I will email you five times. I will yeah. call you. So
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. it will definitely
1: get an answer out of you one way or another.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean obviously since you know you've if with your planning like you contacting all the vendors and doing everything with the couple like your days must be a lot more like do like for as a photographer something I find them stressful but as a wedding coordinator do you the only thing that I feel like do you find just everything coming together because you've already set everything up in plan so the day has to be pretty efficient once you've done all that planning already
1: yeah i mean it is i mean it definitely is a lot of backhand work before Mm -hmm. the wedding um i think you know this takes us into our how many hours pre-wedding do you find yourself lasting into each wedding and each couple and package is different but Mm -hmm. i would say approximately 15 hours for our classic collection which is our Mm -hmm. month of So with this package, we like to come in at least 30 days prior to discuss your vendors, um, the logistics of everything. Um, and then I would say about 30 to 35 hours for our exclusive collection, which is our partial planning. So if the couple wants the planner to be more involved, if you want to have, you know, the initial meeting, the mid meeting, and then the final Mm. meeting, that's where this package comes in. And then for our luxury collection, I would say about 50 plus hours.
0: Yeah. Just a lot of time.
1: Yeah. This is our full planning. So this is definitely for the couples who have absolutely no idea where to begin um, and really want to have a planner to kind of take the reins for them.
0: Yeah. And, you know, for like, I was thinking too, I was like, I I know that I see in like, in in groups all the time, people post like, I just need a day of coordinator. And I don't really know, like for me. When I show up to weddings and I never met the couple, like they didn't do like an engagement session out on it. Or like if I'm doing video, we never did like a Zoom call at least, or like sit down and got lunch or something. Um, I, I feel a little weird. I'm always like, nice mm-hmm. to meet you. I'm here on the most important day of your life. And I'm like, I wish I would have known you before this for like at least an hour, you know? So it's like, but like for you, like I would, it'd be like I don't know, like if I was a coordinator, I'd never be able to just show up on a on a Saturday, meet them for the first time. Be like, give me the list or give me this like a month of is like is like the least you do right the
1: least the least I mean I cannot physically walk in on the day of without having at least one conversation with you prior right I would have no idea what I was doing I would have no idea the timeline I I just you know you need to definitely have um a month of coordinator definitely not a day
0: because at that point, they're probably just thinking you're a miracle worker. That you're just going to come in yeah, and solve right. all the problems on the day. And it's like, you got to plan a little bit more. Yeah, you got to plan like a
1: little bit in advance. I mean, 30 um, days is definitely yeah. the bare
0: minimum. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, I don't know. I think some people can relate with that. And then some people are like, I don't care whatever pays me. And I'm just like, I don't know. I, for me, like, I put more emphasis on working weddings that, like, I leave. And I'm like, wow, that was a good time. We created amazing work and the wedding was just beautiful rather than like, okay, I came and I made X dollars and now I get to go home. You know, I don't know. Like I've always enjoyed those weddings a little bit more.
1: Absolutely. It's really about getting to know the couple beforehand too. You know, what's important to them, what's not important to them on their wedding day, you know, digging a little bit deeper instead of just the basics.
0: Yeah. And honestly, like, it is the, like, you know, the most important in their day in life. And everybody should only be getting married once, obviously. Um, and it's like, I want the day to be fun for them too. Mm-hmm. And I think if you don't even know the people that you're working with, like how can that be like really enjoyable? Um, and then sometimes, I've, I mean, I, unfortunately I have gone to weddings where I met somebody for the first time. And then by the time we, like get to know each other, it's like already the reception. And I'm like, dang, we were this cool. Like from the beginning, it would have been a lot more enjoyable for both of you guys because as a photographer, I mean, I'm there from twelve o'clock till ten p.m. You know what I mean? And same for you. I mean, even more so. So yeah. it's like, I could see how even awkward that would be if you showed up day. You showed
1: up. up on the day. I've yeah. never met the couple. Barely yeah, like, their
0: like names. Oh, that'd be so. I, and I've even seen that where like a florist has walked up to me, or like another videographer's walked and be like, "Hey, like, what's her name?" I'm like, "Oh my gosh, like, I, I can't even do this." Like, uh,
1: it's I'm definitely dead. awkward. Yeah, I think I've only done that once. And after that, I told myself, okay, never
0: again. (laughs) There's always, there's always that moment where like you do it and you're like, I'm never doing this again. again." Like the first wedding I did where I booked a wedding, it was like past Orlando. It was like a two and a half hour drive. And I was like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna book it. It was like my first like farther one. I was like, I'll drive there and then I'll come back and it won't be a big deal. And then when I was driving at night, I was like falling asleep and I was like, okay, never again. It's never, ever like an hour and a half two hours, I'm just gonna get a hotel room And There's always that moment.
1: You live and you learn, right? Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly.
1: And that's the beauty of being your own business owner because you can set those kind of standards and you can set those boundaries, so. Yeah,
0: and then sometimes one. like right now with COVID, some of those things, like, like I told myself I wasn't gonna book more than six weddings, in November because like last year I did like nine and I was like I didn't even have yeah I didn't even have a holiday like
1: in one after, month or yes
0: like it was like it was I don't know what I wasn't on Tave yet I didn't have my CRM yet so like I was doing everything on Excel spreadsheets right and then like I I looked at it, and it was like I was like I think it was like June I was like wait is that nine weddings in November
1: oh my gosh, oh
0: my gosh. I had like two every single weekend.
1: Oh and then one gosh. weekend I had
0: three, and I was like, "That weekend I had three. I slept till like three o'clock on that Monday. Like it was insane. Yeah, super double great. wedding
1: weekends are intense. Like I yeah. call it the wedding hangover the next day because oh yeah, it is so hard on your body. But yeah, yeah you yeah. How, nine often, weddings, I can't
0: how often do you find yourself having like double wedding weekends?
1: I try not to do it in the yeah. beginning. It's got to
0: be more difficult do. from a player's perspective.
1: It is because, especially with the rehearsal, right? Because the couple- Oh, that's right. Yeah. You want the rehearsal the day before, so I physically cannot be in two yeah. places at one. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it's just really tough on your body. And yeah. Oh, yeah. You want everything to go perfect, so- you know, you're at one wedding on Saturday, but you already have to be thinking about the wedding on Sunday. So mm-hmm. I, I try so, not to double the book myself.
0: And there's probably a lot of last minute things too with planning that that takes time. So I feel like with us, it's like we just, you know, make sure we have a timeline and times and addresses. But with you, that might be like last minute stuff you have to do before. I mean, obviously the rehearsal, but like last minute decorations or anything like I feel like some of that would take up a lot of time.
1: It does. Um, so yeah. setup definitely takes, takes a lot of time. Um, it really depends on how much decor you're bringing in. Yeah. I had a wedding, I think it was back in October. They literally brought in a U-Haul full of decor. Wow. So that wedding in itself took,
0: <laughs> you, do you I think you I you set up day like, before or like?
1: You, you can, but it really depends on the venue, right? Yeah. So it depends on if the venue will let you in the day before.
0: Or if they don't even have a wedding. Yeah.
1: Right. So it's kind of up to the timeline of the venue. What's well, um, like
0: the earliest you've ever gotten to a wedding on a Saturday or something?
1: Probably 8 a.m., Yeah, which isn't super early. It's not crazy. But when you think about it, you're there from I mean, 8 a.m. until the end of reception. Oh, yeah.
0: So it's a full – it's like two it's people's work day. Full day. Yeah. yeah. I had an Indian wedding once that hair and makeup started at four o'clock in the morning <gasps> yeah they had like nine it was like nine bridesmaids though so it was a lot of people It was like 10 just the bridesmaids side. 4 a.m it was wow. insane we got there at seven and i was like wow i don't know how they did it as a girl i'm like how do you wake up at four o'clock and it's like here's my face put stuff on it like i, I couldn't imagine
1: i need more prep time in the morning yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah i could not imagine Wow, yeah, it was insane
1: that's insane anyways
0: that's- um, we're getting we just keep tangenting off on the different that's things. Okay. <laughs> uh, but as far as like um weddings that have different sizes of, of people that they're inviting in attendance, um do you feel that planning like a three hundred person wedding can be more time consuming difficult, etc as opposed to like a hundred and fifty person wedding?
1: not necessarily, I don't believe there's a large difference between planning. Um, it's really just the number of assistants I need to have on the day of. So I will bring one assistant up to 150 guests. Um, and then anything over 150, I will pull in as many assistants needed. Because I, you know, if there's an unforeseen incident with the venue or another wedding vendor, my assistants can continue to set up and check in with the couple um i it's always better to be overly prepared than underprepared, in my opinion yeah not too much of a difference now
0: yeah and honestly like i've I've always liked bigger weddings too because i feel like more people are like dancing and participating and stuff like that but i always thought maybe you know obviously it's more expensive but for me my average has been like i would say my average wedding has like 150 to
1: 170 Um, That's typically what, yeah, mine is too. I am noticing though, a lot of weddings I have upcoming in the fall, their guest count is probably right at that 100 mark or below. So, um, especially due to COVID, I know a lot of couples are trying to do more of an intimate ceremony and reception Mm -hmm. and then have a bigger party later on but um, it's nice when it's under a hundred guests. I'm not going to yeah.
0: lie. <laughs> it's exclusive. It, it's, you know, the people that are there are like there because they know them group then their lives or something like that. I've definitely, same thing with guests. I've definitely been at weddings where it's like, you know, the couple's meeting people there for the first time. And I'm like, I don't know, like for me, like, I mean, I have, I'm not married, but like, I'd feel weird like meeting somebody at my wedding for the first time that's like in attendance. Unless I guess if it was like, somebody's like, you know, like your brother's girlfriend or like something like that. Right. Or something random. But
1: not like your definitely, first, in twice removed, uncle's Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> like literally like the plus one that like you'll never see again that'll be right. pictures. But but it's crazy how some of all the details of that stuff like that work. Um but going into our next question, like mm-hmm. what are some of the main like uh things that take up like the most time like day up? I've always assumed it was decor like the decor, but maybe other so
1: stuff? this one I had to think about a little bit. I had to actually go through a full wedding in my head.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> um. I will say a lot of people don't realize this, but transitioning from the cocktail hour to the reception. So yeah. while we do our best to keep the order of events on time, mm-hmm. it's always hard to pull guests away from the cocktails and the orders.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. They're hungry. They're hungry. They want to start drinking and
1: partying. Yeah um you know we definitely allow some buffer time in between the cocktail to the reception
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: of course that also gives the photographer those extra minutes to capture those Mm -hmm. photos
0: yeah which are usually our most important ones Just so if they did traditional with no first look but you know honestly like i always i always think like it's crazy because we are involved with so many people throughout the day like us as photographers but like with the coordinators, like sometimes like you don't even see them, they're in the background doing stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And every now and then I hear people that are like, Oh, we'll just have like our you know uncle so or you know, our aunt Sam do be do the coordinating. it's like I just find that to be so awkward, like to have like your aunt screaming at guests, like, Move into the cocktail. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like as a photographer when I hear that, I'm like, Oh I, I like cringe a little
1: inside. I um yeah, so I've been to weddings where the maid of honor also becomes the oh my gosh,
0: that's even that, worse.
1: That is brutal. Actually, yeah. I was at a wedding recently where this happened, and I felt so bad because she was running circles around the place, you know, and she couldn't even enjoy the day. Yeah, um, you know, it's literally like herding cattle. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So, and it's like you have to get everybody into one place at one time, and right. I don't know. I just I don't know if I, I don't know if I could do what you do, because I get so stressed out having to do a, a bridal party that's like you know fifteen, you know sometimes max twenty people, and I'm like, how could you do this for 150 people? Like, and also while looking nice and you know being nice because. <laughs> there's potential new customers for you there too. Looking professional
1: and presentable.
0: Yeah. Like, gosh, that would would stress me
1: out. When I first started out, I was definitely very nice about it, trying to (laughs) herd guests into the reception. Um, Mm -hmm. But as I grow in my business, (laughs) I'm still very nice about it, but I'm also firm. So
0: you definitely have to... You have to be firm and and I find myself like sometimes I get stressed out, but I just kind of like bottle it up and try not to show it. Um, and I'm just like, everything will go smoothly, smoothly. Everything will be great and stuff like that. But I could see like with you, like you, I mean, sometimes with the coordinator, is it like stressful to deal with vendors that like show up late or, you know, or they have bad attitudes and stuff like that. Like, is that ever really difficult?
1: It is difficult. I I've been very lucky. I've actually never had a vendor not show up. Oh, okay. So I'm but very probably heard stories like that, right? Oh, of I've heard people. horror stories. Yeah. Um but it's circling back to it's all about who you know in the wedding industry. Right. I always like to have a backup plan. So yeah. you know, if there's a florist that doesn't show up, I'll have a backup florist that I can pull on speed dial and see if she can, you know, help at least do the bare minimum, so, um, it's definitely stressful,
0: yeah, and honestly, like, I don't understand sometimes, like, like, the idea of, like, somebody, like, booking something, like, 8-12 months in advance, and just, like, not showing up, like, I'd be heated if I was the couple,
1: right, and we try not to let the couple know, and exactly, yeah, things are smoothed out and kind of worked out mm. so that's our job right is to keep yeah. everything on track keep the wedding moving smoothly um oh, all yeah. through through the cracks so
0: it's-, and it's like it looks good and it probably obviously looks good to you or it's like you know the wedding day's over and it's like did you know that this thing happened and they're like no i had no clue and it's like okay well that's probably because riley took care of it or somebody right. you know your coordinator took care of it. I feel like that's why it's crucial to have like um obviously a, a really, really good wedding coordinator rather than somebody who just like coordinates.
1: Right. It's yeah. it's definitely good to have a point of contact on the day of for sure.
0: Absolutely. So as far as like the day of the wedding, like how crucial is like that timeline that you make?
1: Like crucial. Yeah. <laughs> very, 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 very crucial and you know we work with our couples from the beginning to make a Mm -hmm. list of events such as you're getting ready photos Mm -hmm. you want to have a first look um your ceremony time how long do you want the ceremony to go for your cocktail hour time do you want to have a first dance do you want to have a bouquet toss um are you going to have a sparkler send off at the end of the night so there's a lot of preparation that goes into this timeline Mm -hmm. beforehand we have to determine the when, the where, the how, long each of these events will take, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And also in our timeline, I like to add a section called vendor information. So we actually list out the company name, um, their contact information, And we do this to help the vendors know who they're working with and how to contact each other just in case like we just discussed a vendor falls through or a vendor shows up late. Um, But yes, uh, definitely crucial. A well-constructed timeline allows for a seamlessly executed event.
0: And I've always felt like um, it's easier for me too. And the coordinator makes a timeline because sometimes like I always tell, like if I'm doing photos, I always tell my couples like, send me your videographer's number and even vice versa And the dj so that it's so weird when they don't hire a coordinator and all three people have made a timeline and then it's like none of them are cohesive it so is- like they have yeah and they have like two photographers and one videographer and like both the photo photographers are taking pictures of like groom prep and bride prep at the same time where it's like now that one videographer is like what am I going to do? You run back and forth. Like I tried to communicate right. this, but it didn't, it didn't work out. So it's every not. time I've had a coordinator, it's always been so cohesive that we never really have to stress about it. So
1: well, I've always thought
0: that was the best that. part. <laughs> yeah. I want
1: to actually ask you now, if there isn't a planner or a coordinator, do you find yourself kind of taking on that role for the timeline or? Uh,
0: yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah. I'd rather I'd rather invest the hour to two hours, or even sometimes three, than it takes me to kind of build out a, a photography timeline. And I put at the top photography timeline because I want to let them know like this is one that I'm making for us, for photos, for me. Like, like you could send this other, to your other vendors, but like this is just for me. You know what I mean? So if like if they don't follow this and whatever, that's fine. Um, and it is a little annoying sometimes, only because. I'm not going to say, I will reach out to, you know, basically the email I send to the other vendors is like, hey, here's a timeline I've made. If you've already made one, can you send it over? So just we can make sure we're on the same page because ultimately I'm looking out for them because I don't want it, it to happen where, you know, it's me and my second shooter and the video guy shows up and it's just him and they're at an Airbnb like 30 minutes away. So I send my second over there. And it's like that same situation has happened so many times um and for me like my number one thing i like hate about weddings when it comes to photos is like i hate doing like like fake stuff like i hate when the guy's got to like get dressed like two times once for video once for photo i'm like if we could just do it at the same time that way it's real it's right. still less stressful it's like way less stressful for them because he can like continue playing beer pong with his bros um rather than you know taking a shirt off and putting it back on again. But
1: Right. And that saves yeah. so much time too.
0: Yeah. And it's just it's more enjoyable. But I definitely feel like like sometimes we photographers unfortunately have to take over the role of like building the timeline and even like gathering people together. Like that that's one thing I think really gets super annoying with me um is that I don't ever want to be the guy that's like screaming for like a name when it's like especially when I don't even know the face to it. Um, so I always kind of tell them if you don't have a coordinator like minimally assign somebody that's kind of like at your wedding that knows the faces that's going to like stand right next to me. that way you can say hey so and so is next but it's a lot easier if I have you know a coordinator that has the family list that their family shot list that I provided them um, and it's just a lot easier on that end but yeah, yeah I don't like taking on that role you know.
1: <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs>
0: yeah especially when like You know, I mean I'm not getting paid to be a wedding coordinator, so it's like I'm paid to take the pictures. Yes, I'll facilitate with, you know, directing the family that needs to stand and posing, but I mean, I don't wanna have to run across the room to get Uncle Jane to come back or you know. It just gets a little stressful when it comes in. It is stressful. um,
1: I actually enjoy creating the timeline. Like I said, I'm like an organized person. So Mm -hmm. seeing it listed out is it's just were helpful for me um mm-hmm. so I would say it's probably one of my favorite parts of planning a yeah. wedding as crazy as that I, sounds
0: <laughs> yeah and I don't know like I make one like I always make my own personally I just don't really send it to the couple like I'll get the coordinator's timeline and then the, the if it has all the DJ's portion in it too and then I'll kind of make mine and like just type and paste and put like where I want to be at at these times um so because like I want to make sure I'm getting everything I get like I need I never ever show up by myself without any time whatsoever. And like, I'm just going to go along with the day. You know what I mean? Um, But I definitely find it a lot easier when the coordinator makes it just because she's also listed all the other vendors there too. So it's like, it's easier to be able to, like you said, have that section where, you know, you can call a vendor if they're like, Hey, where are you at on this or something like that? And it's, it's pretty convenient, but I don't know. I would say the part that's scared, like, I don't know about you, but uh, for wedding days, the thing that scares me the most about them is, like, not being able to capture what I need to, like, you know, send a really good gallery or create a really good film. Um, And for me, it it does actually come down to the timeline and stuff like that. If things are running late, uh, do you find, like, what do you find to be, like, the scariest part of, like, a wedding day as far as, like, planning goes?
1: Scariest thing. You know there's so much planning that goes into it beforehand so really not being able to bring my couple's wedding vision to life it's yeah. absolutely terrifying to me um i never want to disappoint my couples however as planners and photographers we do realize that things may happen um like i said we always try to have a plan b whether it's the weather and it looks like it's going to start pouring or oh, yeah. you know guests showing up late to the ceremony yeah. um you or your wedding dress and the zipper oh, won't That's look. happened? It's happened. I've actually oh. had to literally sew a zipper onto the wedding dress because oh. <laughs> it just completely stripped. So,
0: Gosh, that's gotta be so scary for the it's, bride.
1: It, it is. And um, she did a pretty good job of not freaking out because you know, I'm like over here with my little emergency day kit with a sewing yeah. kit in hand. But um, it's definitely, it's definitely scary.
0: Yeah. And having those hiccups, definitely. They make our hearts skip a beat a little bit too.
1: Yeah. But, you know, really just not bringing their wedding vision to life. Definitely the one thing that scares me the most. This probably
0: answers my next question too, just based off what is the scariest. Would you say like bringing the vision to life is probably your favorite part of it too?
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I
0: say it literally answers it because it's just the opposite, but
1: it is um you know seeing the satisfaction of my couples enjoy their day to the fullest just having fun not having to worry about any of the small details popping that champagne and sitting back Mm -hmm. and relaxing that's my favorite part of the job for sure
0: yeah yeah and i sometimes i get reviews and they're like especially after i've already you know sometimes i'll randomly get reviews before i've even delivered Images oh, wow. or film, yeah, and it's like Good for you, yeah I love those <laughs> the most, ways. I love, right? I love those the most because they usually always reference, like, and, and the funny part is the correlation with those is that it's always people that I've had like multiple FaceTime calls with, people I've either met up for like coffee or something, mm-hmm. always the people that I've built a connection with, and they're like yep. having like Jonathan on my day, like, made it so much more enjoyable, like, and it, multiple times I've had like them say, like, the combination of like him and these two other vendors that like, that they made the day so enjoyable. And I'm like, dang, I haven't even given you your video yet or your photos yet. Like they could literally be horrible, but obviously they usually never are. Um, I like to think that I always deliver beautiful galleries, but right. you know, it, it's weird sometimes how that works. So my favorite part has to always be like, reading a review after, like after I delivered the images or delivered a good film. And like, they talk so highly of it. And I know that they're gonna like refer me to like, you know, their bridesmaids that are gonna be getting right. married. I like that's definitely my favorite part and seeing them post it and like when I see people post like a photo of mine and it's like all their families like this is beautiful this is gorgeous today was awesome I'm like wow that feels pretty awesome <laughs>
1: you're over there probably like I know I know my work is beautiful yeah right <laughs> <laughs> tell me choice <laughs> yeah. how,
0: how like um I don't know for me like sometimes like I'll be at weddings and I'll be po- I'll like pose a certain way and I feel like sometimes like I try not to, like, overpose and stuff like that, but I feel like my couples, like, always, like, trust me, especially if they've done an engagement session with me, um, to know I'm always going to, like, make them look good in their pictures um, and stuff like that. I always ask them to, like, you know, do you have, like, with girls, like, my main question, do you have a side? Because every girl's got a side they, like, love, you know? Yeah, every girl, right. yeah. Every girl has a side and uh, every
1: picture on Facebook or my Instagram is literally on my left side. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't even know if I have a side. I need to figure that out because I don't I need to have a side too. But do you find that it's easy to build that trust factor with like your couples? Like leading For up sure. to or
1: Yeah, I mean you that's what it's all about, right? So I really love getting to know my couples, making sure that they're happy, um, building those lifelong friendships that last even after the wedding day is done. Yeah. Um, mostly every wedding I've done, I've remained friends with the couples. Yeah. So even if it's just on social media, I love seeing them buy a house mm-hmm. together or go on vacation together yeah. or receive promotions at work. So mm-hmm. um, I definitely feel a special bond to each of my. Oh
0: friends. yeah, and it's so nice to like every now and then. I'll have like I mean I think like two or three times a year one of my couples you know, 10 months later, we'll, we'll be, have they obviously get pregnant and yeah. they're like, can we do maternity photos? And it's like, I love being able to do that because it's like, yeah. wow, I got to shoot your wedding. Now I'm capturing your maternity photos. And like, sometimes even once that I've had, I've done like a family photos after the fact too. And I'm like, it's so cool. Cause like, once you build that connection, you like almost get to like live their marriage kind of like through their social media, like, you know, taking pictures with them and stuff like that. Um, it's and great. then they just obviously refer you if they love you. So it's, it's a really cool experience. I think sometimes, like, I always think, like, are other people's jobs like that, like, fulfilling on an emotional level? And I feel like we are lucky because sometimes we can get that where other people can't, you know.
1: We're very lucky. I had a yeah. couple that I worked with last November. And I believe the groom was actually very involved in it, which was oh, yeah. very- and he texted me a few months later a picture of the new house that they bought so I thought it was just really cool um to see you know their journey together their life after marriage um yeah you know and them to actually think about me to text me so it's it's definitely fulfilling for sure yeah
0: and it is especially when like I've even I feel like I don't know and I wish that there was a way for like other couples to know like i hear sometimes or other like coordinators to you know like sometimes when i'm at weddings i hear people say like whoever's like running this is doing an amazing job and i always try to like walk over to the coordinator or like other people that are involved i'm like i just heard someone say this and they just literally just were praising you and i'm like i just wanted you to know because i feel like sometimes that we don't get to hear that all the time because people are vulnerable they don't want to like give compliments all the time and sound weird right. but it is nice to get those to get those comments into to like you know get feedback and stuff like that
1: it um, definitely is um, yeah. yeah that's do what i like
0: find yeah exactly do you find um that like leading up i'm a very like note task person so like sometimes if i want to do like a new like um like style of posing or something at a wedding or like try something else um i'll find myself like taking like having the note in my phone the day before or like even as far as like like I'll like do a pose and like I'll like take a picture of my camera and like save it to my SD card that way I can flip through it and like look in my camera and see it. Do You utilize like any sort of like task sheets or notes like leading up to the wedding or or is everything kind of already set in motion by then?
1: So a lot of it is set in motion, but um, it's really based upon the planning that you do beforehand. So I use a software called Honeybook. It basically helps me manage all my projects. I can book my clients through it. I can sign contracts online. I can send invoices. Mm-hmm. Um, I can take all my notes there when I meet with the couples. So it's kind of all my all-in-one small business tool that saves yeah. me so much time in the end.
0: Yeah, it's a game changer. Those it client is. systems, they, they really are helpful.
1: For sure. And it's yeah. nice to have it all electronically.
0: You oh my gosh. Yeah. So you can log in on your on phone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, it's a lot less stressful when you're like, wait, what's this person's phone number? You just pull up, you know, HoneyBook or whatever CRM people use and, and everything's just right there for the couple. And they have, right. they're really good about having like, like a Tashi in there too. So it's like, yep. you could check off things as you do them and whatnot. It's mm-hmm. definitely held me accountable. Like I send my couples like an email every month for eight months leading up to the wedding just like tips and tricks to like get the most out of their photos or get the most out of their films or like little details like um like i said one of my biggest like pet peeves like i hate when people read their vows off their cell phones and i send them a link for like five dollar vow books on amazon like these will literally just be a game changer like just like small little things like that I, i have like a checklist that i like run down through like a week leading up um just to make sure i've sent them like every email with tips and tricks and stuff like that but it definitely send, helps the go,
1: go ahead. ahead sorry <laughs> do you send them um you know a shot list or like a questionnaire to mm-hmm. determine what shots they want how does that work on your end
0: yeah so i send them a family shot list i think that one pretty far out like almost 6 months okay um just to give them an idea then they get a reminder email like 3 months out um, just so they can already kind of have it built out and then we could talk about it on our two month out, like call too, um, because sometimes people are like, there's like 60 photos they want for family formals. And, and I'm like, okay, like this is great and all, but like, do you really need a photo with every single cousin? Because if you're doing traditional and you're not seeing each other before the ceremony, we only have an hour. So if you take up 45, if we take up 45 minutes with the family formals, that only gives us 15 minutes of just you two, which to me is the most important pictures of the day, you know, is it, the photos of, of them two. Um, but I send a questionnaire out, I think, two months, yeah, two months in advance. And then in that two month meeting, they usually have had it filled out by then. Um, but sometimes they have to fill in like little, you know, random things at like one month out or something like that. Um, so we we'll usually schedule another call. Yeah, or something like that. And it's again, it's super, e- it's a lot easier when I have a coordinator to work with too um, right. on that end because they've already answered a bunch of these questions with her. So it's just like, you know, relaying the information to me and us just getting on the phone one more
1: time. Absolutely, we appreciate the shot list. You know, yeah, a lot of our timeline off of it as well. So that yeah, definitely helps.
0: Yeah. Do you find that there's like any specific like um like factors in the wedding day that like can make or break like how stressful it could be like like the least stressful things you have to worry about?
1: Communicate. Communication Mm -hmm. is definitely key. This is the first tip I always tell my couples. Um, Yeah. You know, for example, your photographer needs to know those key moments throughout the day, mm-hmm. such yeah. as your ceremony time, whether or not you do want that first look. Yeah. Uh, a lot of couples opt in for one, so that takes mm-hmm. extra time out of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't have a planner, it's extremely important to communicate to your friends and family and wedding party where and when they need to be in the location that they need to be in. So, yeah. Um, definitely communication. Uh, another one that a lot of couples don't think about is to eat. Yeah. Okay. Like take. <laughs> I time. don't know how
0: you can't think of that.
1: It's a long day, and yeah. a lot of people start drinking early on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So take time to whether it's like small snacks or mm. you know a catered lunch before the ceremony um and also take time to eat with your newly wed during Mm -hmm. dinner take a few minutes to yourselves and kind of soak in every moment so
0: yeah I I see a lot of times um a lot of times couples don't don't eat the dinner even and I'm like I saw I was with you at bride prep or group prep you didn't eat then you're not eating now we're going on like 10 hours I'm starving so I know you're hungry like and I'm like, gosh, I don't know how you're about to just dance for the next two hours without even eating. And it's like, I,
1: I don't know. I mean, I think they're just so hyped up in the moment, which is mm-hmm. great. The adrenaline. All, but we don't want you passing out on the dance yeah. floor.
0: So. <laughs> Especially like here in Florida. Like, I don't know about you. I've done some like June, August weddings that like I thought like I didn't have, like my water level was 0%. Yeah. I'm sweating so much. And I'm like, yes. I've been to those weddings and when they're not drinking water, it like it scares me. It know? is. I always see the coordinators walk around handing water bottles out like like crazy. just to make sure people are passing out because that's usually not a story you want to tell on your wedding day.
1: My first wedding was actually in the middle of June at the Hotel Zamora on the rooftop. So Grab I don't know place. if you ever shot at that hotel, yeah. but it can get extremely hot, especially Especially the- since you're
0: higher too.
1: Yes. yes. And it was, I mean, we were all drenched by the end of the day, just soaked in sweat. Um, But it turned out to be a beautiful day, but definitely, definitely bring a lot of water,
0: Mm -hmm. snacks,
1: something high in protein. So, Um, and then my last tip is just, just take a minute to soak it all in. You know, many brides get carried away trying to please their guests and keep Mm -hmm. the party going. But really remember why you're there to celebrate yeah. the day with the person you love. So oh, yeah. And it goes and right in a flash.
0: So quick. Like for mm-hmm. for my for like my video stuff, I have an option to wear because I, I basically film every wedding the exact same, um, no matter what package they choose, because I give them an option to be able to upgrade after the fact. And I would say a good twenty five percent of the time, like I'll get couples that'll text me, call me two weeks later and be like, I don't even remember my wedding. Like, and I'm like, yep. can I upgrade to like the six to 10 minute film or even like a 10 to 13 minute? And I'm like, yeah, you can. Cause like, I hear that all the time. Wow, they're like,
1: I'm actually, that that's interesting to me.
0: Yeah. Cause it's like, they're like, well, sometimes people are like, oh, we want a video. We just don't want to be any crazy. Um, and they're looking out more so because they know they're going to post on Facebook and like people may not watch a 10 minute video, but then I feel like sometimes, you know, they get past the mindset of like oh, I want what I want, they, they want to, you know, get a video they want. So like, we want something longer that we can watch. So they're like, can we do like a 10-minute video instead? And since I film it all the same way, I always give them that option. And um, I'd say a good portion of the time, almost 25%, they'll reach out. Everybody that's books that two to five-minute film because they just want to go watch more and see more and, and listen more right. at the wedding day, the speeches and stuff like that. Um, but definitely weddings do have their uh, their little intricacies where I'm like, Small little details that, he, that the, the spectator doesn't see. Um, and eating, the couple eating is definitely one of them. I'm always like, gosh, like it's it, been like ten hours and all, it's been 10 all hours. cracker. You know? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um and then last thing I will say is invest in your photographer and videographer. Yeah. I'm sure you can speak to this one as mm-hmm. well. Because at the end of the day, you know, the photos and the video is all that you're gonna have left to remember it. Oh yeah. So you know, definitely budget for a higher end photographer and videographer.
0: Yeah. Do you find that a lot of couples take your recommendations or are they usually coming in to booking with you kind of already knowing the photo and video team they want or?
1: So more of my month of couples already have their vendors secured, which is, you know, I'm like, okay, woo, you know, super Mm -hmm. helpful and less stress on my end. But, um, for the most part my couples always trust me um and i find that um you know for vendors i i like helping i like mm-hmm. because we work with all the vendors in the area right so mm-hmm. i like kind of giving them uh,
0: suggestions that. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely
0: yeah and obviously like again like if you if you work with people that you've worked with prior before you know how they they work on winning days and you right. can also trust that they're going to show up on time be nice be cordial hype right. everybody up um, exactly as opposed to somebody that's just going to be like you know sitting there like why am i here i just want to make money and leave you know right but,
1: sitting there behind the dj booth and you yeah know, <laughs> not doing <laughs> Under, <anything>. like
0: knife <laughs> drink or something <laughs> yeah that's funny outward in the area um like a little off-screen question like what are like some of your favorite venues to, like work at
1: well, number one, obviously the Don Cesar.
0: <laughs> mm, beautiful place.
1: It's Absolutely beautiful. So I love that venue. The Vinoy is beautiful. Um, and then down in Sarasota, I don't know if you've ever shot there, but the Ringling.
0: Oh, I, I have an engagement session scheduled there. Do you? And they paid, I think they paid like three or four hundred bucks to shoot the engagement session yes. there.
1: You do have to pay for the engagement session, but I will tell you the photos will turn out beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, the higher end luxury Mm -hmm. venue. So, um, but those are probably my top three.
0: Yeah. How, how many weddings have you done at the Ringling?
1: Um, I actually, I did one last year and then when I assisted the planner, we had probably three there. Yeah. um, And then I actually have one next year. So. Nice. Probably about four or five so far.
0: Yeah. yeah. I find that my favorite venues are all outdoor.
1: Yeah. And
0: I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know what it is, but like, I, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I love a good church ceremony. I think it's sometimes it's so much more emotional. Um, a lot of people are more connected sometimes, but I don't know. Like, like I'm a third vendor at Hotel Zamora. I love Hotel Zamora. Um, I wish that I shot more at the Don. I've only been there once, but I've seen photos of, like, um, from a wedding perspective, I've seen that, like, the patio part that they do weddings on. Um, it, it's, like, what, on the 5th or 6th floor?
1: Yeah, it's, um...
0: That looks awesome. It. I it can is, only imagine that in, like, a nice cool day where it's, like, 70 degrees out or something here in Florida. That's probably just, like, breathtaking. Right.
1: It is beautiful. But, of course, you never know what the weather's going to be in Florida, so... Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: one it no could be plan. forecasted to be 72, and next thing you know, it's it's, we're getting tornado warnings on our exactly. phones. You know? On I'm my wedding day, when game. I got
1: married in 2017, I'm like, when did I get married? <laughs>
0: yeah, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, October 2017, I remember we booked a Friday, so we had it on the Friday, it was sunny, beautiful, 75, you know, um, not too windy, but... What month was it? What was that?
0: What month was it? October. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah. yeah. End Great of that. October. Yeah.
1: Um, but the next day, I felt so bad for the bride. There was a tropical storm that literally came in overnight, and you know, okay. so
0: evening. literally the next, like, you had this beautiful wedding, and then the next day, like, it yeah. was just raining. Uh, it
1: was just raining. I know.
0: It's
1: crazy. It's uh, but it, it, it happens.
0: Well, I thank you so much, Riley, for coming on. How like that? You obviously are on social media. Like, where can people follow you at?
1: Yep. So it's easy just at Elegant Affairs by Design. That's my handle for my Facebook. That's my handle for my Instagram. I'm currently working on building a Pinterest board for my business. But
0: oh, that's cool. That's got to be really like hard to do with planning because you probably obviously want it to look amazing.
1: Yeah, I do.
0: (laughs) And I wonder, like, with Pinterest, like, I bet you, from a business perspective, you could probably get a lot of like couples from there, right? Because they're like, Everybody's using Pinterest to plan weddings.
1: Everyone uses it. Um, I actually had a couple leads, actually from Instagram. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. A couple months ago. So I know Instagram and Pinterest are like the two main platforms mm-hmm. that couples search for yeah. wedding day tips, um, wedding day inspiration. So if you're in the wedding industry, it's very crucial to have both of those.
0: Yeah. Usually, how, how far out do you find couples like booking?
1: I would say so month of a lot of couples, honestly, wait, you know, six months to even a month out, you know, they can yeah. book me up to a month out, um, the full planning and the partial, probably a year or so in advance.
0: Yeah. So everybody that's rescheduling their COVID weddings, now's the time to reach out to now Riley. Now
1: is the time yeah, for yeah, sure. Exactly. And we're offering some assistance if you do need to postpone or mm-hmm. reschedule your wedding. So we have those tips and tricks to kind of guide you through that process as well.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, guys. I'm going to put all of Riley's links down in the show notes of the podcast episode. Um, reach out to her, follow her on her socials. And if you ever needed help with wedding planning or want to refer somebody to her, definitely use the links down below. Um, it was great getting to chat and like learn a little bit more about this. I feel like I feel like I know a little bit more, but it's still like over the head when it comes to like (laughs) but uh, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate
1: it. Thank you. See you guys.